Welcome. I am Dr. Samaria M. Colbert. I'm a licensed therapist and published author, um, entrepreneur. I am the founder of Kingdom Creative Counseling, and I use faith-based principles to bring about lasting change. We are back for another banger, y'all. Another banger, okay? Uh, thank y'all again. Some of y'all left some really good, uh, really amazing comments on the last one. So I'm gonna keep doing it. If you like it, I love it. Okay, I love to study and, and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, today we're gonna talk about an interesting topic. We're gonna talk about the producer, not talk about a music producer, film producer, not talk about anything. I'm talking about you. You, okay, you and me. <laughs> All right, so let's talk. Father, we thank you for today. Holy Spirit, we welcome you here. The producer, how to make lasting and sustained fruit. We ready, y'all. Are y'all ready? This I'm excited about this one, okay? Now, the question we have to ask ourselves is a simple question, but you really have to have an internal dialogue to think, what are you producing? We should all be having this internal conversation. I need to have this conversation. Samaria, what are you producing? Okay, because according to John 15, 16, it says, you did not choose me. This is Jesus. It's saying, I, I, but I chose you. One, I appointed you that you should go and bear or produce fruit. And then also says, and that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. So it is God's will for you to produce. God wants us to produce. He wants us to be active, to be engaged in the, in, in, in the world that we live in, and to be caveats of his glory, it's what I talked about, and to produce fruit. Now, for those who uh tuned in on the last session i talked about um the pain that produces the glory but one of the things that we talked about then we talked about a seed falling to the ground and dies well a seed that falls in the ground dies and it produces some 30 some 60 and 100 fold god wants us to produce but we have to truly understand that everything that you produce is not sustained Everything that you produce is not from God. So you're going to produce something, okay? Whether you like it or not, you know, even passivity, you produce something. It's just not what you, the results that you want. You, you passive, and if you're lazy, you produce uh, a, a system of doing nothing, of, of lack, of poverty. You understand? That's, a, that's, that's something you produce. It's just in the wrong direction, Okay. So if we know John 15, 16, as God has called us to bear fruit, we know that every fruit, uh, 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 everything that we produce is not necessarily from God. We want to make sure, I'm going to give you some basic principles, that what we produce is, is lasting and sustaining and is a reflection of righteousness and the kingdom of God being displayed through us. How do we know that Everything we produce is not from God. How do we know the difference? What type of fruit you produce is indication of what has been planted. Let's go to Matthew 7, chapter 7, 15 through 20. I'm gonna read it real quick. Beware of false prophets who disguise themselves harmless as sheep, but are really vicious wolves. See, everybody that talk ain't about it. Talking about it being about are two different things. That's why I always say, do not get deceived by talk because they're trying to impress you. What have they produced? 
Well, listen, this verse 16 is the principle. You can identify them by their fruit, right? Uh, verse 16, New Living Translation actually said, I got ahead. <laughs> you can identify them by their fruit. That is by the way they act. Can you pick grape from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Verse 17 says, a good tree produces good fruit and a bad tree produces bad fruit. Okay. So every tree that does not produce good fruit is chopped down and thrown into the fire. You are useless if you don't produce good fruit. That's tight, but it's right. Ain't, ain't it right? <laughs> okay. So yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, so you can identify people by their actions. That was verse 20. So all fruit is not good fruit. But we want to produce. What does it mean to produce? We're going to break this down real simple. To produce means to cause, to make, to manufacture, to birth and to bring something forth, okay? Um, being a, a, a spirit-led Christian, it puts you in a posture of, of, of actualizing the nature of God, okay? Watch this, because in the beginning, God created. When we're producing, we're creating something. So in the, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. He then puts his nature on the inside of us and says, hey, now you produce. So producing is actually a part of creation. And again, it is the nature that's on the inside of us, those spirit filled, because we have the nature of God in us. Therefore, if it is very difficult to be a spirit-led Christian and you don't produce anything, why is that? Something is wrong. Okay, so our producer is, is a person, a company that makes, that grows, that supplies. So when you're a faith-based producer, you take heaven concept, the concepts that, that, are, that are birthed from the mind of God and, and his nature, and you bring it to earth. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound on, on heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will loosen them. You are a binder and a looser. You take these spiritual concepts and ideas and, and strategies from a, a place of a heavenly realm and you bring it here on earth. The results that you produce will be so much greater than, than, than self-promoted people and people who are not trying to produce for the sake of the kingdom of God. A producer is a manager responsible for managerial things. What do we manage? The things of God, the things that God has put into our hands. Remember, we talked about in one of the teachings of the rich ruler who, who, um, who gave talents to his servants. And then he came back and he wants to give an inventory of what they had done with it. Okay. So we are managers uh, not necessarily, some of you are managers within your company, but I, when I say a manager, I really mean managers or stewards of the of, of the nature of what God has put in our hearts to produce. Our, our talents, our gifts, our, what, it, what, what he has given us, okay? Okay, so 10 signs that you are a healthy producer. Now, there are signs that you are an unhealthy producer. We're not gonna go over those today. <laughs> the, the scripture is very clear about that. We're gonna talk about how do you know that you're a producer? 
Okay. How do you know that you're a healthy producer? And then I want to talk about how you become those who say, Hey, I need to, I need to produce more. Um, we'll talk about that. And then we're going to be done for today. So 10 signs that you are a healthy producer. One, and this is in no particular order, right? So one, you are a healthy producer because you have a proven track record of results. You have been working on something that now has led you to results, okay? Now, it may not necessarily be the, depending upon the stage that you are in your development, it may not necessarily be all the results that you have that God has put in your mind. You may have, you may see my, marginal success, but you can't you 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 haven't seen the, the height of it. But you can still say I'm a producer because I have have a track record of healthy or excuse me track record of some type of results. Okay, again, don't be a talker, be a doer. And it's a lot of people, like I said, who will talk a good game and have no type of spiritual resume. You try, they try to impress you and have not done nothing. But if you've been in this thing a long time, if you're not new to this, but you're true to this, you should have a track record of some type of results. Point number two, you have impacted someone's life in a positive way. One of the quotes I, I came up with many, many years ago, I said, what will you do in your lifetime that will affect someone else's life uh, for a lifetime, okay? Uh, positively, basically, you know what I mean? Like, hey, you can, you can your, your results, your fruit could be so damaging to people that you've damaged people all along the way. But you wanna say someone came in, I came into someone's atmosphere or someone's, uh, um, life in some way. And as a result, they became better and vice versa. Okay. You know, you should have people in your life who you become, and it doesn't matter how successful you are. It doesn't matter how wonderful that, how anointed you are that when you, when you are a producer, your presence and what your gift, your talent, your skill, your ability, a man's gift makes room for him and bring him before great men. You ought to, someone ought to be able to identify that as a result of them being in your presence, and as a result, maybe the vice versa, the other of you being in their presence, something happened and you made their life better in some way. It does not mean you're the caveat of their entire life. You're not their God. You're not their Jesus. Uh, it means that, that you impacted them, whether it be words, actions, deeds, a, a, a level of sacrifice, uh, information that you gave, um, uh, a value that you gave to them. It gave me the track record that I needed to get to the next level. Okay, so you've impacted someone's life in a positive way. You have a plan that you execute. Tell my sisters, my single sisters, now, you know, I just got to tell it like the TIE is, right? If the brother ain't got a plan, come on, saints. If the brother ain't, I know this ain't the singles conference, but if the brother ain't got a plan, he is not a food producer. And you cannot connect yourself, it guys to, you cannot connect yourself with somebody who does not have a plan. Okay, <laughs> Jesus. Okay, watch the point number four. So, but but okay. So you are producer when you have a plan that you are executing. I know it's hard when you come into someone else's life, but you're not waiting for somebody to come and and tap you on your shoulder and say, "Baby, you gotta work the plan." You know, you have already you got a plan. You're working the plan, and then as you're working the plan, God sends you people in your life 
who are who who are part of the plan. You understand what I'm saying? But you gotta have a plan. You will never produce anything without a plan. If there and I say this, it sounds very cliche and it sounds very like, well, duh. But there are Christians. I met these people, y'all. I met these people. Now, all of my clients, and I, I, some people I met in my personal life, some people I, I've counseled, some people I cross paths with. I have had people who just case to rise to rise. One day in the by and by, they shout, but God's getting ready to do it. It's already done. Oh, hallelujah. And they ain't got no plan. You don't do it. They not trying to do nothing. They wait for money to show up in their bank account. I mean, you know, it's just, uh, I call them the, the Christians that uh, are trying to win the spiritual lottery. And it's not, it ain't, it's been 10 years. They still, I know, I, I know. Let me, I ain't going to say that. I ain't going to say that. Lord, don't do it. They don't do it. Severe. <laughs> I just, all I'm going to say is, I ain't going to say it the way I was going to say it. I know people just don't have a plan. And they, 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 and they're comfortable. You know, you're a producer when you're not, when you, when something about you is not comfortable doing, uh, being complacent who they don't have a, you don't have a plan for anything. You just go life, okay, sarah, sarah. And they just had this kind of wishful spirit. One day I wish, I just wish one day, one day I'm gonna be an entrepreneur. I wish you have a wishbone, but no backbone and wishes are nothing. Wishes are like dreams. If, if there's no plan, if there's no action steps, it means absolutely nothing, but you'll be surprised the amount of people who are very wishful. And oh, one day when I, one day it'll happen. And they are waiting for the sky to crack and, and I don't know, stuff to fall from the sky. They have wishbone. But you are, if you are a producer, wish, wishing is, is like a magical term that means absolutely nothing. I don't wish for anything. I execute a plan. Now, if there are things that, that I may desire that are not within my peripheral view, I don't have the control which is, you know, you really don't control anything. I don't, it's, it's not, it's not within my hand to try to, to, to execute. Then it's in God's hands, but there's no, oh, I wish it. I wish to, you know, I wish it. Okay. So the fruit of the spirit is there in what you produce. Okay. So let me tell you this. There is your nature, which is a producer. And then there's what you produce, what's in your hand that produces. Okay. So it's in you and it's in your hand. And that nature goes like this, uh, uh, Galatians 5, chapter 5, 22 and 23, it says, but the Holy Spirit, uh, when the Holy Spirit in us and, and okay, uh, is the, the, produces this kind of fruit in our lives, love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, and faithfulness, uh, gentleness, self-control. There is no law, law against these things. And again, we talk about these things as it relates to the Holy Spirit in us, and that is absolutely okay. But what you produce should also have these same attributes. So if you produce some type of product or services and it causes people to um, to not operate in kingdom principles and righteousness, it doesn't fall in line with what Galatians chapter five. And, and the reason why I say that is because you'll have people who say, oh, this is, thank you, Jesus, this is, this is God. This is God. And they'll pray over something that is not God and does not produce these results. A great example of that would be your favorite rapper, uh, your, your favorite uh, uh, singer, and they say, thank you, God, for our, for our, thank you, Lord, for, and they pray, thank you, Lord, for this great concert. And in the concert, you got people, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, sexual perversion, uh, dropping like it's hot, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like all kinds of, the, all, all the lyrics are nasty, 
uh, you know, if it's violence, but they get together. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. I actually give us a great concert today. It ain't nothing. It's not producing nothing related to Galatians. It is actually counterintuitive and contradictory to the nature of scripture. So there are people who have fruit, who have produced it, but they'll think it's God because just because it's successful does not mean it's God. Just because it's beautiful does not mean it's God. Just because it, it someone sounds good, it is, what does it produce? You know, if you have a, 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 a business that you want to start, that's basically in essence a gambling business, that is not producing the fruits of the spirit. If you say, I want to start a, uh, a marijuana uh, a brownie business, you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> like, because people will, do, people will be that deceived. Uh, 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 and, 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 and you know what I'm saying? That, that may be temporary, but it's, it's, it's not producing the fruits of the spirit. You understand? So again, what am I, if I'm a producer, my nature is to be, to have the Holy Spirit on inside of me. My nature produces these types of attributes, but what's in my hand leads to righteousness. And it also leads me to opt to have these type of results. All right. All right. So, you know, you're a healthy producer. Y'all know I talked about this. I like to talk about the ugly stuff too. All right. You have, you have people who have become jealous of your results. Now you may say, listen, I, 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 I made, I hadn't even got there yet. I'm, I'm, I got a little something, you know, I'm not, I haven't even fully walked in the fullness of it, but people are jealous of your results. You get something and you finally start a business. You got them things together. You just got your inventory. That, mm. Or let's get that slow shade. Oh, okay. How's your little business? I told you, I tell you the story oh, I have in the past. I had uh, uh, people that I know, oh, you, oh, you started your practice? Oh, well, how do you get clients? Like literally the, the week <laughs> that I got the keys to my office. People that, you know, oh, and I told you, now again, I'm just using these as an example. I really don't give, I don't give two cents. I really don't, if you don't, if, whatever. Oh, I remember someone I followed on, so like, oh, so what, what are you doing again? But you follow me on all platforms, and I don't personally, I don't post personal stuff unless it's a testimony. I don't post my personal life. All I post on social media is my business, uh, things, uh, things, things like this that I'm teaching. That is again in line with what I've written. That's all. I, if I'm get, adding value to someone else, person follows me on all platforms. Oh, hey, how you doing? What you doing again? You don't follow me on Instagram, Facebook, <laughs> YouTube, uh, Twitter. And it wasn't like it was like, oh, hey. Like, it was more like, oh, what you doing again? So anyway, don't ignore the slow shade, okay? You know, we don't want to care. You, 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 don't, you don't care, but you, you got to be, you got to notice it. You understand what I'm saying? You got to notice it. Um, but, but people will start becoming jealous of your results. And I did a whole teaching on that. Uh, I don't remember what it was. It was this, it was maybe it was last year because it says 2022. <laughs> um, but they become jealous of your results. And you sit there like, well, I ain't even got it yet. I ain't even crossed over yet. I just got a little, I just did, I just set the platform yet. But but sometimes people are jealous of where you're going or they perceive that you're going. It doesn't matter what you produced or not yet. You know you're in line to be a producer when people start doing that. 
And again, we don't that that's you, you don't you don't sweat you don't sweat the small stuff. Don't get like, oh my god, people don't like me. I don't like don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. But just be aware of that. But that's how you know you're a healthy producer. Uh put them says you have dealt with spiritual warfare. Like it like it hasn't been easy. It wasn't handed to you on a silver platter. No one said, Hey baby, here's success. Go ahead, go ahead. You have, there's some things that when you're a producer, because it is producing righteousness and you, it's producing endurance and you, it's producing godly character in you. There's some things that have had to been a spiritual battle that you've had to overcome. When you fit, when God, when you pass those tests, you are now a producer. Okay. Faithfulness, despite great opposition. You say, listen, I want, listen, let me tell you what I always told folks and they, they, they ain't believe me until it had to happen. I said, listen, I rock with you forever if, that, if that's what it takes. But one thing I'll never do is sacrifice my purpose or my destiny for you. If it ever comes to that, I promise you, I will, I will make the decision to choose my purpose and my destiny over you. They ain't believe it. Guess what? It happened. My point I make with that is you when you you have to remain faithful to the vision over uh, even this like great opposition. And then align and be clear about what your non-negotiables are in friendships, relationships. Not only would I never ask, uh, would never position myself outside of what God has called me to. I would never sacrifice my purpose and destiny for someone. I would never ask someone else to sacrifice their purpose and destiny for me. So you are, you are, you are, and this relates to faithfulness, believe it or not, because you are so faithful to the vision. You are so faithful to what God has put in your heart. You are so faithful to the promise. You're so faithful for what God has called you to. You will say, listen, like they say in the business world, it ain't nothing personal, it's just business. We can do that for the kingdom of God. Listen, it ain't nothing personal. It's just kingdom. I can't sacrifice me for that. It ain't nothing personal. It just is what it is. Okay? So you have a healthy sense of, of self. Not in necessarily what you do, but who you are. When you are a producer, your results come from being, being aware and being uh, truly, fully affirmed in your identity. Now, uh, this was one thing the Lord told me many, many years ago, not many, but maybe about five, six years ago. He said, sometimes people get a superficial sense of confidence from what they can accomplish. He said, but, 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 but man does not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of my mouth. So God was telling me in essence, he was teaching me not to get this superficial sense of confidence based upon what Samaria has achieved, but I get confidence from who I am as a result of knowing who I am, the abundance of overflow flows to what I then produce. And I hope I make sense there. So when you have a healthy sense of, of, of yourself and you are a true producer, you don't, it's not necessarily that it, what you do that you gain um, a confidence in, but you gain confidence in who you are in Christ. Point number 10, you have a trained ear 
and that I think maybe I'll do another uh, live on that. Well, that's that's a whole when I really think well, that's a whole real heavy one to have a what does it mean to have a trained ear? Okay, but you have a trained ear, you can discern, you know who's who. You can discern the times, like the sons of Issachar. You know what next steps to take. You are making decisions now that are setting you up for your future later. Okay, you have a trained ear. You can hear God. You can sense God in other people, but you can also sense or discern when you're being uh, hyped up or the bullcrap, basically. Because every decision has to be intentional when you are a producer, but you have a trained ear. You have the heart of God. He he talks to you, and you and out of that trained ear, you then now create what is called results but your ear is trained to it and you can train your ear to it all right so you can replicate results in someone else's life you can replicate results in someone else's life through how do you do it through training through teaching through education through development now there's this whole world now people want to do they just they start businesses and mentorship businesses off of basically nothing like you haven't really produced anything, but now you want to be a mentor. Well, what are you mentoring people for? And I said it to one of my lives before. I've heard of people say, I'm a spiritual uh, uh, birther or a midwife, or I'm a spiritual father. And there's no context for that. Like, they, like, what are you birthing into? What are you putting into somebody if you haven't accomplished anything? So generally what happens is what you should do is have a, a, a field of practice, something that you have been successful in on your own. As you continue to grow, you do have to replicate yourself because you can't do it all, particularly as you continue to grow your business. Uh, and so, or whatever it is that you do, you have to be able to implement that or put that uh, into other people. And then you just have, you are maybe considered an expertise in your field of practice. You've been doing it for a long time. So therefore you create books and trainings and workshops and development, which is how I created my, uh, my coach, not my coaching, my consulting business called trainingchristianleaders.com because I've been in the field uh, for so long, I'm considered a senior, um, not, I'm not a senior, but I'm considered more of a, a, a seasoned clinician. Some of the strategies that I implement, I created or, or I've got illuminated the scripture. And so I'm now able to train other people um, to do what it is that I do in clinical settings. And so that's how I thought that consulting business, okay? And so I say all that to say, for me, how do I do that? Again, consulting, training, workshops, all those things. So I say that to say, you should have established yourself in your field of practice, whether it be a ministry, whether it be uh, um, your, whatever industry you're in, you don't have to necessarily be a therapist, but after a while you keep saying, okay, this is working. This is the systems that work. I can, I can now develop someone else to either implement these strategies or train them to do that. So what it does is it affects the kingdom of God uh, in a greater way. Okay, so you are a producer. So there's more to that, but those are the 10 that I want to focus on. Now we're almost done, y'all. We're going to talk about, for those who say, listen, I, I need to be a producer. I need to be a producer. How do I become someone who produces fruit? Okay, not just talking, not just hyping. You want to produce actual fruit that is sustained, that lasts a lifetime. If you are in God, your fruit, what you produce, will, 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 will affect generations. Okay, you're not necessarily, you're building something now, but what you build now can last until eternity. What you build now can, can be implemented in generations uh, to go on, even when you're not even alive. 
okay, one of my, one of the people that I love to study, um, not, I didn't study under her, what did I, when I, when I read his books, I was so inspired was Dr. Miles Monroe. And uh, he, y'all know he passed away in 2014, but Dr. Miles Monroe was not just a pastor, but he was also a great person for leadership development. Dr. Miles Monroe will also be contracted because of his level of expertise with secular uh, companies. And he would act as a consultant. They would pay him thousands upon thousands upon thousands of dollars to consult and to do trainings within their organization. A lot of people, some people, you may know that, but some people may not know that because you may only know Dr. Miles Monroe as a pastor, but he was a great uh, person for organizational leadership, organizational development, and he was amazing. And so um, um, uh, before he passed away, I was listening to one of his teachings and he, and, and, and he was, before he started writing all these really great books, right? Um, he was, he was, I'm trying to figure out how you say, he was approached, okay, by a publishing company to write a book. And at first he wasn't going to do, to write the book. So Dr. Miles Monroe says one of his, in one of his teachings that he ended up, you know, he was praying about it. And God said uh, to Dr. Miles Monroe, if you don't write a book, when you die, what you would produce will die with you. But he said, but if you write these books, when you die, no, he said, if you write these books, because of the information, basically, you will never die because your information, what you have produced will always be there. You can still buy Dr. Miles Monroe's books to this day. You can still go to YouTube and listen to his teachings that are still relevant to this day on, on anything, but definitely leadership development. You can still take some of the things that he, all the things that he taught us to this day and implement it as a strategy because he wrote the plan out. So what I'm saying is that when you are a producer, you are not just thinking about this day and this dispensation and how much money you can make for now. You are thinking about generations to come behind you, okay? So how do I become a producer? I become a producer, number one, I become a producer by Jeremiah 29, 11. God's plan must be your plan, okay? God's plan must be your plan. That simply means this. There are a lot of people who have a plan, right? And then what they'll do is they'll say, hey, Lord, uh, bless my plan. But when you are a producer, your plan is irrelevant. God's plan is out of you hearing from God, then you, right? Then you in turn begin to work the plan, but it starts from God's plan, not yours. Point number two, God's steps become your steps. So God gives you a plan. A lot of people still mess up because God gives them a plan and they try to figure out their own steps. But the Bible says in Psalms 20, 37, 23, the steps of a good man are ordered by God and he delighteth in his way. The steps of a good man are, so God has the plan and we receive it, but then he has the steps in the order that we should take. Okay, you can say, I got a plan from God and then you go your own way and you try to manipulate things or you try to use your own stuff to, 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 to manifest God's plan. It doesn't work that way. God's plan, his purpose, his steps. It is our responsibility to submit to the plan that God already said for us to submit to. Point number three, diligence. 
diligence is careful and consistent work. I have never seen Christians who want to be successful and have no diligence. You change business every six months, every time, sometimes when, whenever the wind blows, struggle go, we just throw caution to the wind. We have to be diligent and consistent every day, every day, every day, every week, every month, every year, consistent. Even when you don't see results, you have to be diligent and consistent. Okay. You have to be committed to being a student. You never get to a place where you know it all. And if you don't like to read, and if you don't like to study, and if you don't like to sit in quiet places and meditate and, and learn and read books, and not just the Bible, obviously read the Bible, and read books from other people who, who've done it better than you, if you don't, if you cannot submit yourself under the tutelage or leadership of someone else to develop you into what God, you're not going to be a producer. So be committed to being a student trainings that you want to take. When I was really starting off, I didn't have any money, honestly. Many, many years ago, I first thought I didn't have any money to go to someone's training course. I went to the library. I went to YouTube. I went to thriftbooks.com. And I committed every single week to do, I would learn something new every week because I would keep going to the library, got a library. Yeah, I don't know if they still do library. I don't go to the library as much because I, you know, I just download stuff on my, on my tablet. <laughs> I would go to the library and get business books and read them, return them, get some more. That was free. If you want information, you, you don't, and then, and then what, another thing I started doing before I started my business or right around the time I started my business, uh, I connected with the uh, the small business center. All that stuff is free. It's, and don't think because it's free, it's not valuable. I know, I know we're supposed to charge and I get it. I, I completely get it. But I'm speaking to people who say, I don't have the money. I don't have the, the resources. And I can't go to someone's training course and pay $1,000. And that's okay. It's nothing wrong with doing that. If you can do pay it, pay it. There's nothing wrong with that. But don't think that you can't do anything if you don't have that money. The small business center, some of the information I received it was better than the, the trainings that I actually paid for much better, much more. And I was able to get much more results because it, it had nothing to do with the freedom. It had something to do with me sitting down and, and the speakers were amazing. Okay. So commit to being a student. Remember your circle means something. Sometimes people can only handle you on this level, but they can't handle you on the next level. And I can't, and, and, and there is, and I know this is the beginning of the year. So some people already cut some money off and all that. Kind of, I'm not saying that everyone does not have capacity for where you're going. This is why it's really important that we be in prayer about relationships and, and friendships because everyone does not have capacity. And I'll give you an example. Um, um, well, I won't give you that example. I, I, God gave me a dream so many years ago, right? As a single woman and in the dream, uh, I won't tell you all the details in the dream. I saw this guy who was in ministry, but he was treating me very, very poorly, very poorly. In the dream, I knew that I was more known than him. He was in ministry, but he really wasn't known. He was treating me so bad in the dream, true, uh, true story. In the dream, um, people around him were like noticing, okay? Um, were noticing. They were like, oh my goodness, this guy supposed to be in ministry to his wife like that? And then the dream ended and the Lord spoke to me. He said, Samaria, uh, where I'm sending you, you cannot, I cannot, you cannot connect with someone who is has a jealous spirit, who's going to be jealous of your anointing. So again, when people approach me, if I discern that they have a spirit of insecurity or jealousy, or they're not clear about who they are and what they, what they, I, I can't rock with you. 
And it's not to be bougie. It's really just because I have a clear direction from God. So get, God will send you divine connections, but make sure that even when you do relationships, you still have a clear uh, a sense of God. And if God tells you no, it's so a no. And that's for anybody. I'm not just talking about relationships, business partnerships, um, um, anything, friendships. You know, every friend that comes to your life is not, so, I, listen, I'm not gonna tell my business here, but I've had people that I even, attempted to be friend and after like some time it was like these people not they're not really about nothing you understand what i'm saying and i don't i, I don't have time and i said this before you don't want to slow up for somebody else to show up and you cannot carry dead weight okay persevere so being persistent is doing something despite great difficulty and delay well, see this is why christians are, are not produced so if, if, if any type of delay, any type of uh, uh, anyone just has any type of, of, of what appears to be delay or not supportive, they already throw in the towel because you just think it's supposed to be easy. So remember, whatever God is putting your heart to do, he never he never promises it's going to be easy. He never says, you, just, you know, it's going to happen tomorrow. You get to a place where there's a flow to it. You understand what I'm saying? And it, it doesn't it, and it's, it doesn't feel like arduous work, but you're going to have ups and downs and trials and tribulations. That's a part of life. That's a part of life, but it's definitely a part of someone who wants to be produce results. But what happens once you've endured all that, you produce something that's sustained. You know, it's the difference between food cooked in the microwave versus food cooked in the oven. You know, it's a different level of, of, of nutrition if it's prepackaged versus if it's, it's if it's organic or organic, excuse me, and really and, and really done right. Now, if you want to eat microwave food, that's fine, but don't expect lasting results and sustained results that will affect generations when you have a microwave mentality. All right. In order for me to be, I have to heal. You cannot, you, there's, if you're broken and insecure, you're not going to be able to actualize the promises of God. This is why I plug for therapy. You have to heal. And remember, sometimes healing is not always a one-time event. Sometimes healing is a decision that you have to make over and over and over again. You must prosper where you're planted. There are people who have what they call a vagabond spirit. Someone, God has spoke, God be telling me people stuff, y'all. And I just be praying for them. Because <laughs> just because God tells you something does not necessarily mean it's for you to release to them. But again, someone else I know is trying to connect with me, right? And the Holy Spirit says, no, he, this, he has a vagabond spirit. I said, what in the world is a vagabond spirit? Someone who moves from place to place, home to home, doing this and that. So you cannot be a vagabond. You're doing one thing, next thing, next thing. Or you move one minute, you're going to move to Texas tomorrow. You move to Georgia. The, the three weeks from now, you're moving to Florida. Uh, to, you know, next year, you're moving to Maryland. And I know people who are like that. And they, they don't, they don't, they don't, they don't produce results you have to have a there's a place you're supposed to be planted and what you have to do is stay so you can prosper where you're planted you want to produce produce you want to be a producer plant good seeds plant good seeds seeds of hope seeds of joy give to other people but you do have to pay your tithes and your offering your money is a seed too now. I, I'm, I'm not here to talk about that. I'm like, I don't want to use it as a Christian. I don't need anybody's money for, for real. And I don't, I don't collect tithes and offering, okay? Because I'm not a pastor. <laughs> but it, there's nothing wrong with that. But what I'm saying is that you have to sow into others, okay? 
And sewing is not just money, but it does include money. You will not be able to produce if you don't plant any seeds. Seeds, again, is time, it's effort, it's, it's what you study, it's what you plant in your heart, it's how you spend your money, it's what you put your money into. You want to you be a producer who, 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 who sees results based upon good seeds. So in order to do that, to produce these type of seeds, you need to plant you need to plant the seed in the right soil. So if I'm planted and then I sow seeds. I was in, when I first started going to my church many years ago, uh, I, I was like really happy. <laughs> I was happy because I would be going to these churches where we get like 15 minute sermons right before the word. Okay, this, is, this wasn't the word. It was 15 minute sermons before the word. And, and, and God always had a prophetic word about how much money we needed to give. And I just thought that in my opinion, in my opinion, I thought that could be a bit manipulative because I hate someone who hears the voice of God and God don't ever tell me on a consistent basis. Obviously, I need to pay my tithe. Uh, uh, he was never overly concerned that much about money. So every Sunday we go to church, not my church, but the previous church, every Sunday God had a, a, a specific amount. Every Sunday uh, we got a prophetic word and then depending on how much money you sold, you do the depth of the prophetic word, basically. And stand so, you know, you take it however you want. So I went to this church, right? This is many years ago. I think it was like maybe eight or nine years ago. I don't remember. Uh, and they just collected the offering. And I was like, my God, this is my church. No. <laughs> I didn't, but anyway, so that Sunday, right? I didn't sew because I was like, damn, man, they ain't even, they ain't manipulate nobody. So I went home and I heard the voice of God. He said, Samaria, I'm telling you, God will check you. When you're a producer, you got to be in tune with the voice of God and allow him to chasten you or, 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 or check you. He says, Samaria, there's no such thing as giving too much. There is a such thing as giving too little. And I gave zero. <laughs> so that was my check from the Lord. I am a giver and um in different areas of my life and in different areas of my life i'm a giver okay so i will tell you this you cannot be a producer if you're not a giver and i know sometimes people don't want to give because there's fear involved you may have been raised in poverty or lack and we don't give out of fear but you will not be a you will not be a producer if you're not a giver and the other thing is that lastly you must be open to change you must be open to change to be a producer, it, it, it may not, sometimes God will have you doing things that you never thought you'd do, places you never thought you'd be, but it's always for your learning and for your development. All right, God bless you. I'm Dr. Samaria Colbert. You can go to my website, www.drsamariacolbert.com, www.kingdomcreativecounseling.com is the name of my counseling website or my consulting business is www.transformingchristianleaders.com. Dot com. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. Okay, uh, and we're gonna have another, day, another uh, obviously another teaching. It's gonna be another day, another time, another banger. All right, bye.